This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Russell Westbrook is off to Houston. It's going to be scary. Not for us. No! James Harden just caught a body here in Los Angeles. And Westbrook is on the freeway. What's up, guys? We're going to do this podcast. My name is Saul Monnelly, at Saul Monnelly NBA on Twitter. He's joined by Forrest Walker, at Do Not on Twitter. How you doing, man? Hey, yo. Uh, pretty good. How have you been? How have you been? Uh, it's been a little while, but it's uh, it's been good. I'm uh I got some irons in the fire. I've uh I've also been watching Rockets games. That's good because uh that's kind of important for this podcast. Let's get into it. This podcast is going to be a little unusual. I I don't have my usual notes. Usually I have a page of notes in front of me with a bunch of stats and whatever and I don't have my usual rundown. Like normally, I have a list of topics that we talk about in this podcast. But for this podcast, we are going to tackle one question, and we're going to take tackle it from as many angles as we possibly can. It's a question I've been asking many people around the Twitter center every time I see them, just to get their opinion. It's a question I teased on the past couple of podcasts, but it's pretty simple: Are the Houston Rockets a title contender? I guess I'll tee it off to you because I feel like you have a lot of strong thoughts on this. Well. Webster's Dictionary defines title contender. Uh, this is a hard <laughs> question, which is, of course, why we're going to do a full episode about it. Uh, I mean, I guess the short answer is a is a uh, no, but, and the long answer is a yes, if. Uh, and then we'll spend the next uh, next podcast worth of time getting into that. Uh, what do, before we get into that, though, let me let me let me list out some something something amusing to you. So, uh, if we go to five thirty eight and see what they think about it. Uh, they say yes. They think that the Rockets have the second highest chance uh, in the West to make the finals. I saw this a, actually. Yeah, yeah. With a twenty six percent chance to make the finals behind the Clippers thirty eight and ahead of the Lakers twenty two. Uh, so they they think very highly of the Rockets. They think the Rockets are the third best team in the league. Uh, by in fact, like by some metrics, the best team in the league. Uh, so that's pretty wild to me uh, that they're rated that highly based on five thirty eight stuff. Yeah, 538 has some cool stuff out this year, by the way. They have this new metric that rates players, and I, I went ahead and looked just because I was curious on that metric. Uh, Chris Paul is an all-star by, by their metrics, and Russell Westbrook is a quote-unquote borderline all-star by their <laughs> metrics. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, um, it, it does seem like their model is is particularly high on the Rockets. Uh, this question is so tough. It is so tough, but... If you if you were to just ask me today, December eighteenth, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're not a title contender. I I I've been I've been struggling with this question for a while. Uh, I think a couple the last podcast I did with you, I think I I declared them a tier one title contender, and ever since then 
this past <laughs> month has just been a wild roller coaster. The Rockets are seven and three in their last game, in their last ten games, but it's the manner in which they're winning these games. They're not; these are bad teams. Like this is a, this is a schedule that the Rockets are supposed to skate through. This is a schedule that I posted at the beginning of the month. It's saying this is this is something where the Rockets can gather up wins on. And yes, well, they have gathered up wins, but they've skated by like teams like the Spurs, the Pistons, the Magic, the Cavs, the the Kings, the Suns. I mean, the only team there that I listed th- that they blew out was the Magic, and and every other team it's been a close contest, that, and some of them have been losses. Like this, that's that's not characteristic of a title contender, right? Like a title contender as we traditionally know them blows these teams out of the water and they've been neck and neck with them until the final final periods. Well, the good news for the Rockets in that case is that uh, that's also pretty much exactly the profile of the Los Angeles Lakers. They just happen to win more of the close games they're in, which is basically every game they're in. But, uh, which is, well, I'm having trouble with the Lakers as well. The Rockets and the Lakers to me are the real, like hard to call teams just because of their, their win loss profile is so confusing uh they they both are like right in the middle of every game uh rockets much more disappointingly so i think i'm with you though that like if the rockets were narrowly beating every team and being at 24 and 4 instead of being at 18 and 9 uh, i think you'd have a much better case that they're a title contender even with the same point differential do you agree yeah, I mean they have an eight point seven net rating that the Lakers do. That that's a, that's a bona fide title contender. Like, yeah, I've seen some of the games that you're referring to, and yeah, they they've been a little disappointing in them. But like, they've blown out a lot of teams too. Well, they just don't lose. Also, is a big deal. They have a few that's blowouts, true. but they're just, they just aren't losing, and it doesn't that's pull their, so it doesn't really pull their numbers down very much. Yeah, and but here's the thing: like they also they're also the third best defense in the NBA. Like that's much more easy <laughs> to digest and yeah. buy into. And the Rockets are 16th, and that's really the big the big issue here, right? Like they would be blowing by these teams if they were like top 10 in defense, but but they're not. They're top. They're middle of the pack, and that is not characteristic of a traditional title contender. I know the Cavs won a title that way, but if you go through NBA history, like you need to be top 10. You you just do. You you need to have a top 10 defense to win an NBA championship. It's very hard to win when you're just elite offensively. Well, here's where we get into the yes if I think. Cuz right now we've been talking about the no, the no the the no part of the answer, which I think currently as it stands, they they're very good, but they're not a title contender. Uh but they've shown signs that their defense can get there at times, right? There, there'll be periods where the team will like just utterly clamp down on somebody for a little while. They just don't seem to have the ability to do this for long stretches of time, right? Like uh, the second half of the Spurs game last night, like they really clamped down on on the Spurs, and it was disappointing in that, they, like they showed none of this in that first half, and they allowed seventy three points. Like that's. Like if they could if they could sustain that same sort of second half effort for a full game, like that's kind of what we're talking about in terms of elite elite defenses, and yet they they that that consistency is lacking. Like to me, like you see some of this with like do you remember the the twenty sixteen seventeen Rockets where it was Mike D'Antoni's first year and it was a really fun team and like they were just coming off the year where they won forty forty one games and it was really disappointing. Like, do you remember that season? 
Yeah, that was a real comparatively feel-good season. It, w- it was a real pick-me-up after the previous horrible year, precisely. Right, right yeah. And, and the reason we, we weren't talking about these dreadful topics that season is because because it was comparatively much, much better from the prior season. The problem is the Rockets have, have shown us that they can hit higher levels. We've seen that in prior seasons, more specifically two seasons ago where they won 65 games and were blowing teams out of the water, right? Um, and... W- that's a title contender to me. Like that is a bona fide tier one title contender that can, that can beat any team on any given night. And th- this kind of this kind of team is profiles more similar to that kind of team where Mike D'Antoni's first season, where um, yes, they can win a title, but they have to have a lot go in their favor. And people listening to this podcast may be like, "Oh, well, Solomon, that's for every title contender. Every, every title contender needs things to go in their way." And, I, and th- what I would answer to that is yes, but no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's different amounts of them for different teams. Right, yeah. Like, yes, you need things to go your way to win an NBA championship, but not as many as the Rockets are going <laughs> to need this season. Like, the Rockets are going to need the right matchup. They're going to need to be fully healthy. They're going to need hit, to hit all their shots. Some of their role players are going to need to outperform uh, what, they're, what they're used to doing. Um, there needs to be a level of commitment on defense that will at least keep them in in games like like they don't have to be blowing teams out in the playoffs but if if they're going to be if they're going to be competing with the, the best of the best they need to at least tread water and they also need injury luck they need other teams to get hurt uh, on the back end of their roster at the very minimum they're going to need um, a lot just just a bunch of like they're going to need the right pickup at the right time like somebody that enters the buyout market that perfectly fits the Rockets and can help shore up some of their holes defensively uh, but not all the way uh, that, that that'll you know kind of keep them above water that's kind of the luck I'm talking about they're gonna need all that stuff to happen for them to win a title like it's kind of like the Raptors last year to be to be honest like the the Raptors last year like they weren't blowing teams out of the water but they definitely had a lot of things go their way like more specifically a bounce in the Eastern Conference <laughs> Finals that were that was just it, it could have gone either way that that literally that series could have literally been really really disappointing for the Toronto Raptors and that would have been it for their season the, the Raptors yeah. could, could have entered the the, the the Raptors could enter the finals with a healthy Clay Thompson not even a healthy Kevin Durant a healthy Clay Thompson and it, it could have been a much more contentious series and it didn't and they they well, won like that that's the kind of luck they need to, to go their way and at while well, I'm saying that I realize there's not a team like the Warriors but there are tier one title contenders out there like you look at the bucks and you look at the lakers specifically those are those are two teams that i think like i i don't have confidence in the rockets seriously competing in a a seven game series with that with that kind of a powerhouse do you no those are two very scary teams and you know i would like to see how they match up with the rockets in season at least so we can kind of see uh if they have like a like vaguely a positive or negative matchup with them we already saw with the with the bucks earlier and it was a closer game than i thought it would be uh but yeah those teams are just they're so they're so damn good like and we can't leave the clippers out of that either you know the clippers still look like they're they're lying in wait for the postseason so there are at least three truly excellent teams uh 
I don't know if I can count the Sixers out like we just said a moment ago. No, no. The Sixers easily the Sixers easily could have won that series by a ball bouncing differently. And it feels like we've all kind of forgotten that with how like the excitement and exuberance of the of the Raptors finals run that like they very nearly didn't make the finals. <laughs> they right. very nearly lost to the Sixers, extremely nearly. Uh, so, and you get the and the Celtics out there just will not go away either. You know, there are real teams out there in both conferences, and this is nothing of the of the Nuggets. So, I know we don't respect the Nuggets very much in Rockets world because we've seen the Rockets uh, own them for so long. But the Ro- the Nuggets certainly owned the Rockets the other day. You know, when they when they match up last time, there are a lot of teams to be afraid of right now. There's not the one big terrifying team like there used to be, but there are a lot of pretty scary teams. So you're right. A lot of things do have to go right for the Rockets to not just be at that level, but to beat that level. Uh, And it's only going to get harder from here because these guys are only getting older. Yeah. And and the one thing that really makes me worried answering this question so definitively no is Eric Gordon's not on the roster yet. Right. Like that, that's the biggest, that's the biggest caveat, right? That's the caveat of all caveats. We have not seen this, this roster as healthy as it can be, uh, missing one of its six most important rotation players, right? Like arguably three or four most important rotation players. Like, like it's hard for us to judge without that complete picture. And, you know, like, like I, I don't know how much Eric Gordon can help their defense, but I know he can't hurt their defense, right? Like, I, I know that. I know um, in past seasons he's shown he can be very capable defensively. Maybe another capable body is all they need defensively to become, like, 11th in defense. And maybe becoming 11th in defense is enough to, you know, make drive them to, like, fourth in net rating, which will be enough to get, like, a top three seed in the Western Conference, right? Like, that that's the kind of... That's the caveat that that's the caveat of all caveats. I we have no idea how this team is going to look when Eric Gordon comes back. And I'm looking at all the title contenders right now. Like aside from maybe the Clippers getting Landry Shamit back, the 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 Rockets are the only team with, that has a significant piece coming back from injury. And I guess you could say that's that's a feather in their cap in terms of contendership, like the, that conversation, right? Like, because I'm sure there are people on the other side of this conversation. I'm sure there are people who do believe the Rockets are a title contender. Five thirty-eight being one of them, right? Um, and sh- and Eric Gordon is a big is a big argument in their favor, right? Like that that's that's the argument of all arguments. We we don't know how they're going to look with Eric Gordon back, and at the same time, like. Even if Eric Gordon comes back, I, I, I personally still see holes on the roster. I still think they're not big enough. I still think they have issues in the front court. And I, I still think they need an extra wing, frankly, defensively to hold water against some of the best teams in the, in the Western Conference. Like, Daniel House, since he's returned, uh, and I know it's, o- it's only been like four games, and he's it, it's not he's not all the way healthy because he's coming back from an illness. He hasn't been very good defensively. And that's, you know, when I wrote that big article about him, like a, like a couple weeks ago, like I, I talked about how that was the biggest question mark about House, right? Like him being a starter on this con- championship contender, uh, on this would-be championship contender, uh, is contingent on him playing elite, elite defense against the best in the West. And, you know, we've seen a lot of inconsistency from him. You know, these are the kind of question marks I have that kind of it, it drives me crazy. I, I'm not sure what Rockets team I'm I'm gonna get from night night in night out. You know, 
from quarter in, quarter out, too. Right. Yeah, it's very... Uh, as, as many people have said to Rockets fans, we are putting the card ahead of the horse regarding Daniel House a little bit. Uh, he's got a ton of potential, but consistent meeting of that potential is what really matters. So I, I do think he may be the guy at one point, but yeah, he's that guy sometimes. I like mean, he, said, he, he certainly looked like the guy at the beginning of the season, right? Like like he, he was making me reevaluate everything I knew about the Rockets because of how well he was playing. On yeah, both he did it in the, the last floor. season too, until yeah. the playoffs when he didn't do it. I mean, he's 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 relatively young and relatively inexperienced, and he's going to be inconsistent. Uh, perhaps his consistency will improve, but it's still unproven. There are a lot of unproven things in this Rockets roster, and I agree they need one more guy. And I think everyone is in agreement that the kind of guy they need is the guy who can shoot some threes, play some perimeter defense, and in my opinion, needs to be able to grab some rebounds too. Oh, a real like. Basically, exactly replacing what Ariza did for them a few years ago, but not Ariza because he's terrible now. Well, maybe, maybe not Ariza, but maybe like a second PJ Tucker kind of guy, like a B plus defender that can yeah. play multiple positions, right? Like he doesn't necessarily have to be a small forward, but he needs to be able to defend wings occasionally, and he needs to be able to be versatile in the the amount of positions he can play. And that's the kind of player I think they need for me to be like, okay, I see it. I see it. Like, and the problem with the Rockets is they don't have the kind of salary matching power to make those kinds of trades for that, those kinds of players. Like, Iman Shump, not bringing back Iman Shumpert could really come back to bite the Rockets in the right? Because that was a player they had bird rights to, and that was free salary that you can throw into trades later on. The problem is the, it seemed like the Rockets did not want to pay the luxury tax this season, and it could hurt them. It really could. Yeah, because they were the, always going to have to pay the luxury tax this season and trying to dodge it. Like, like you said, it, no matter if he was sitting on the bench, if he was just worth like 6 to $10 million for one season, that'd be such a huge boon to them getting someone else, like literally just paying him to hang out on the bench. Yeah. Uh, but in, but instead he you know he he went to to Brooklyn right and now he's not in Brooklyn anymore. Yeah, and like now they for what? <laughs> and, and now they're gonna have to play this complicated game of combining salaries to get to a, a measly like six to ten million dollars a year type player, right? Like they they're not gonna be able to get the elite elite kind of players at the trade deadline that you know the top tier kind of players that they're, they're gonna have to just scrounge for guys like markeith morris or jay crowder like they're not gonna be able to get someone like marcus morris who i think would fit perfectly perfectly on this roster they can't get him they, they don't have the means to be able to acquire that kind of a player and you know may, maybe a player like jay crowder is all they need i don't know like we i think we need to see i, I agree that Perhaps we need to see more of this team when it's fully complete, and that includes with Eric Gordon and whatever player they may or may not acquire at at the trade uh, at the trade deadline. But as it currently stands, it, the, the picture to me, at least, is pretty clear that they're a tier two contender, and a tier two contender is not a bona fide contender. A bona fide contender does not need as many things as the Rockets need presently to go their way to win a championship. 
I agree. I mean, and these things can, of course, change, but what are the chances that they that they all go in the Rockets' favor, right? Like you were saying. Is, let's say they do get their guy. Let's say they get, like, they, they figure out how to get Robert Covington, let's say, without giving up literally every other halfway okay player on the roster somehow. Like, you know, let's say everyone, they keep their top seven guys and Robert Covington. Well, that's assuming that like the other teams don't do anything. In that scenario, there's a very good chance that let's say Andre Iguodala has been bought out and found his way to the Lakers, because that appears to be primarily what he wants to do. Uh, or he gets traded to like the Clippers or something, or the Bucks. Right? There, there are a number of these guys out there, and they're going. Some of them are going to go places. You know, there will be some trades this this uh, this trade deadline. There might, you know, they're not going to be zero. Uh, but it looks like it will be a slow trade deadline. But some of them will happen, and they they will strengthen these other teams too. So we need the Rockets not only like for them to be contenders, they they not only have to improve themselves somewhat, but whether it's through injury uh, resolution and or by acquiring trading or acquiring some guys, but also they need other teams not to pull out too far ahead as well. It's a big ask. Like it's not off the table, but as it stands right this minute, you need to see it to believe it. Yeah, and and we're saying this a day before they play the Los Angeles Clippers uh, on the 19th. Um, that's going to be, to me, a small proven ground for the Rockets in that if they win that game, like I'm not going to buy into them as a contender, but I'm definitely going to be more more apt to believe that they may be going forward, right? Like that like I'm not gonna yeah. say like, oh winner like if they win this game they're they're a contender again. Like no. But if they win that game, I'm gonna be intrigued. You know, I'll be I'll be like or if they or if they if they're in the game, like if they're in the game all the way to the final whistle, like I may leave that possibility open for myself when I'm writing columns about them later in the on in the season. But again, as it stands, uh it, it it's they have a lot to prove. They have a lot to prove to not only us but to themselves. Like, like are they, are they actually going to give it for four quarters defensively this season? You know, <laughs> and and there's also like all right. In, in interest of total fairness, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's hard to tease apart right now. Like for the last couple of weeks, they've had some kind of a very miserable flu going through the locker room, and everyone has this sometimes. You know, this is just the reality of life in the NBA that diseases get traveled around the, the locker rooms and mess every team up every once in a while but i'm surprised you, i'm not sick yeah. honestly like yeah like everybody yeah, that touched the rockets in the past couple of weeks got sick yeah by all accounts it's truly brutal i mean what like jonathan fagan was in the hospital right yeah it, it, it was um it was brutal it was brutal it got to the point where like I was questioning whether or not to go into the locker rooms after games. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? Like, I, I got my, I got the stuff I need for the column. I, I, I'm good. Like, I'm, I, 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 I don't need to go in there. But yeah, you're right. Like, it, it, it got pretty dark, and a lot of players yeah, went so, down. Right. So it's hard to, and even the guys who didn't go down, or probably like we know that a lot of players str- have been struggling with this, and it'll linger and stuff. So if they if they have an uptick pretty soon if they look like their efforts better all of a sudden there's a really good chance that part of the reason why their efforts so bad right now is because their bodies just are you know kind of betraying them for that for that moment but also maybe not you know these things are hard to judge you can that these aren't excuses you know but this is the reality is that sometimes these things happen like why the rockets suddenly get bad and look like they're weak all the time well maybe it's because they've been sick Maybe it's part of it. Maybe it's none of it. But 
we will have to like all things you can only really judge it in the rearview mirror okay so under the assumption that we both believe that they're not a title contender what can they do for you to buy into them as a title contender? I've already said that if they win a couple more games and show that they can give effort defensively, and if they, you know, if they acquire the right kind of B plus defender, I will buy in. What to you will be enough for you to buy in? All right. Uh, well, Eric Gordon needs to look good when he gets back. Like he needs to look like a couple years ago, right? He needs to look like 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 excellent Eric Gordon and not cannot hit anything and cannot walk Eric Gordon like you look like at the start of the season. Uh, they need to pick up someone who can shore up their defense and basically be a uh, a, a substitute P.J. Tucker whenever P.J. Tucker gets his much-needed rest. And honestly, they just need to start kicking some Like, that's the main thing. They just, they've done so much of letting teams hang around and being back and forth in games. Like, of course, they're going to win and lose because they're, they never really pull ahead. Uh, they need to just go on a string of victories. They need to do some, have some blowouts. I don't even really care against who. I mean, like, them beating good teams is excellent and, like, will show they have that gear and have to show they have that gear. But just beating bad teams, even just blowing someone, anyone out goes a long way to showing that they're, you know, a tier above. Yeah. The, the, the Spurs game could have went in a really ugly direction. And I mean, ugly, ugly direction had things not turned around for the Rockets at halftime or even that Cavs game where the Cavs went on a 24 or 22 to, to zero run. 24 to zero run. Ugh. Had, the Rockets not turned around and won that game. Like, like it, it's the kind of game that, you know, I don't think they'll fire Mike D'Antoni. Like, I don't think, and I, I don't think it's deserved. I don't think there's any condition this season at this point that I would believe it would be justifiable to fire Mike D'Antoni. But that's the kind of game where you see it, right? Like, that's the, like that Spurs game, I, I can only speak for myself and the other media there. We were all looking over at Tillman Fertitta the entire game. And we were, we were we were we were all body language doctors that entire game, like like that's how dark it's been for them in some of their lulls, right? Like that that's how kind of meh they've been to to the point where you kind of look over and like you you don't you don't want it to go in a certain direction, but you could see it go in a, a certain direction. Uh, and boy, the the people the uh, the online people's calling for. Mike D'Antoni's it's strong head. right now. It is that contingent is <laughs> yeah. is is roaring loud after every possession. Mike Mike D'Antoni is the reason he's the reason that uh, Russell Westbrook can't seem to play any sort of off ball defense. He is the reason that uh, that Ben McLemore misses two three pointers in a row. Right, he is the reason for <laughs> all that is wrong on on Rockets oh. internet right now. If they win six in a row, that'll go away again. That's how it always goes. The coach is just the, the first guy out, and which is not to say that I agree with every decision that Mike D'Antoni makes. Far from it. He definitely has his warts like any coach, but you know this team is attempting to contend, and contenders do not lose their coach in the middle of it, – it doesn't help to lose your coach in the middle of the season with the one exception, and we all know about David Blatt. We, if you want to have a discussion about David Blatt, fine, come, come at me, but – uh. But I don't think it it's a good idea. Work. There's there's it, it no one better work. out there. Yeah, we we've seen like okay, like again, even that David Blatt example, like does anybody know that the Cavs actually won 
more percent, a, a higher percentage of their games before they fired David Blatt than after they fired David Blatt. That's the flukiest NBA season ever, too. That championship was so weird and one-off that I feel like you can't compare it to anything else. It was just, it was just much more convenient to point to that and say, "See, see, like this was always the right move." Like this, like and. Even at the time, it was so questionable, right? Like, like the amount of scrutiny the Cavs got is just forgotten. It's just forgotten. Like, everybody thought it was a bad move at the time because the Cavs were doing so well. And things might, have, might not have been okay in that locker room, but the Cavs were rolling around. They're rolling on like a machine. And, well, and go ahead. Well, let me ask them. Do, are things are has D'Antoni lost a locker room? Is no. the real question in that case? Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people seem to think D'Antoni's lost a locker room and are like supposing it may have happened, but all the people who are actually in the locker room aren't saying anything about that. So I don't see any reason to believe it's the case. Uh, yeah, how did how the hell did we get to this conversation? By the way, uh, are the Rockets a contender? Uh, I, I guess the best place to end on this is, as of right now, we both think they aren't. I guess we'll leave the window for them to prove us wrong. No, they're not, but they could be. Also, uh, yes, they are if certain things happen. <laughs> well, there's no better spot to end the podcast than there. Forrest, what can we follow you on Twitter? Oh, you should go to at Donuts, D-U-N-O-T-S. Give me a drop, drop me a line, folks. You can follow me on Twitter at Salman Lee NBA. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Give us five stars on iTunes if you enjoyed the show. That really helps people find us. And yeah, guys, good night.